Outside the Shoot would like to thank one of their sponsors, the Lynx at Penn Hills. If you're a golfer, you're going to want to check out the Lynx at Penn Hills in Shubenacadie, Nova Scotia. With nine holes wide open situated along the beautiful Shubenacadie River, and the other nine tucked into woodland, this Les Ferber design is a challenge for the best of golfers. Located just 15 minutes from the Halifax Stanfield International Airport, the Lynx at Penn Hills has become one of the best courses in Nova Scotia. For more information or to book a tee time, go to lynxatpennhills.com. Hey, hey, happy Monday once again, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Now, on to this week's OTC Player of the Week, and it comes to us from North Carolina as Anna Hindi of Team North Carolina takes home the weekly honors. Anna went 8 for 14, hitting 571 with four home runs, leading the team to a 6 0 1 record at the Scenic City U16 Super Pool. Great job, Anna. On to this week's guest, and we're heading to the land down under and talking to Australian native Andrew Kirkpatrick. Andrew is one of the best players to ever play the game, as he's been named to 11 ISC All World teams named the ISC Most Outstanding Pitcher three times, has won four ISC World Titles, and won an ISF World Championship in 2009, just to name a few. We're going to talk to Andrew about getting a start in the game, winning the 2001 World Junior Gold for Australia, the epic gold medal for the country in 2009, his storied ISC career, as well as his last two ISC championships with the New York Gremlins. Cheese was a treat to talk to, and we'll find out just how he got that nickname as well. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, cause here we go. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes Gumbo, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Dick. How about yourself? Good, man. Awesome. Beautiful day? Fantastic day. 20 degrees. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say the date because this is coming out in a week and a half, but uh, <laughs> fantastic. Beautiful weather. Beautiful ball weather, actually. I actually had my dog over to the field today just firing the ball around for him, and I was wishing that we were on the ball. Oh, it was so nice. Unreal for November. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And saying and speaking of that, uh, let's make sure everybody listening that we uh, pay attention to COVID and uh, make sure we social distance ourselves, wear our masks, and make sure you wash your hands because we need to play ball next summer. Absolutely. Things seem to be rising in in North America. I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but right now uh, in Canada alone, I mean the numbers are up. In Central Canada especially. So let's make uh, make sure we do. Yeah. We want to be playing ball next season. Yeah. I mean, it'll be in the bubble next year, which is fantastic, hopefully, in Newfoundland. But um, we don't want those teams coming from outside of the bubble. The bubble. To bring COVID with them. Exactly. Yeah. Wash your hands, motherfuckers. Yeah. Speaking of uh, going to Newfoundland, we uh, with the Mastodons, we got the little fundraiser going on. Yeah. Well, touch on that. Poker tournament. Uh, so anybody listen, anybody can get in on this. So uh, East Hans Mastodons, we're having a poker tournament. Uh, courtesy of Cool Bet. Uh, if you haven't been on Cool Bet, it's the best site for you know gambling. I guess you'd say, but I mean, like, like yeah. sports, sports, casino, whatever yeah. you want. Like they're yeah. amazing. Like 
Not just sports, anything. Yeah, like, anything. Like the election, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, funny thing, like, you know, like we're big into hockey here in Canada. Right. And, like the first time that I went on, like I took a, you know, like a Calgary LA game and you can bet on, you can bet on somebody to score. So I took a $5 bet on TJ Brody to score. Yeah. I cashed out 50 some dollars because nice. TJ Brody scored. I was like, well, Jesus, this is pretty easy. But yeah, cool yeah. bet is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that being said, uh, cool bet, uh, December 5th, Saturday, 8 PM Atlantic time, uh, $30 buy-in, uh, unlimited buy-ins for the first hour. And then there's one add on after the first hour, you can register at cool.bet slash Don's and Don's that's with the capital D. Yeah, I know that one now. Capital D. <laughs> uh, so cool.bet slash Don's. Uh, and look for the poker room Mastodon's. And the password for it is Don's 2021. So uh, we're looking for a big gathering for that. Uh, the pot is probably going to be huge. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And thanks to, you know, Chris Abbott and Coolbet for uh, for letting us do that. Thanks, Abby. And and if you win, don't don't feel ashamed to donate all your money back to the Mastodons. <laughs> Help us get the Newfoundland. Oh, what was it? <laughs> what was it Darcy said in the group chat about buying a horse to put in North America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's going to ride the horse? Though? Yeah. We need somebody really short. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah. Big guest coming up. Big guest. Oh. Big giant guest, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is exciting for us. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, Andrew yeah. Kirkpatrick, uh, been following his career since pretty much he started and, uh, he's had an amazing career. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's still going. I mean, the guy's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, I hope, uh, everybody enjoys this this episode because cheese it, cheese that's right and we're gonna get to the bottom of oh, that cheese <laughs> of that uh, nickname <laughs> yeah. anyway so uh here we go and we're live andrew thanks for coming on the podcast buddy oh not a problem at all excited to be on and have a chat about some softball yes sir how's how's yourself renee and the kids making out uh we're doing pretty good um it's obviously been a quiet year with everything going on but the um, the kids have been playing winter the winter sport down here, and then uh, our, our summer league of softball just started up. So it's good to try and get back to a bit bit of normality. Right on. How how old are your kids? Uh, my boy is is six, and my daughter's five. Okay, and they're in they're into different sports, are they? Yeah, oh, they both play football in the summertime, and then uh, my son plays rugby, and and my daughter just is into soccer in the winter. Oh, right on, right on. So uh, were you able to get much ball in since since COVID hit, or like you guys were off for the for the winter pretty much? We were pretty much done anyway um, for the winter, and then I mean we missed probably the last sort of five weeks of our season, um, and then yeah, really I mean I missed a lot of, of the, the ISC stuff and all of the Japan League, but um, everything's starting to calm down over here. So uh, and our season started probably three weeks ago, so. It was, it's nice to be back out in the ball field. All right. Nice. Awesome. Listen, uh, before we get too far into anything here, uh, Shalesy kind of touched on your nickname, Cheese. And I'd like to hear it from the source <laughs> how you got that nickname. Please and thank you. And I'm sure everybody else does as well. <laughs> yeah. It's actually uh, quite a boring story. It was, it was when, we were, when we were kids. Um, it was, it was a dare. We're on a, a softball trip, um, and it was just a dare to eat a bowl of parmesan cheese for, for $20. I think when I was around <laughs> 9 or 10, and 
20 bucks back then was, was, a, was a big deal. So I put my hand up and said, yeah, I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> and then you get bound up for a week. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah, well, not real good. Well, at least, at least we found the origin of it. Yeah, that's, we know that's it. good. You heard it live here. <laughs> yeah, you got it. So, Thanks. Anyway, uh, with every guest uh, that we have on here, when and where did you get your start in the game? Uh, I started. I started actually with the with my school team. Um, I, the, I think there was like um, the school newsletter said they needed they needed extra players in the t-ball team and mum and dad asked me if I wanted to go along and try it when I was about I think I was seven or eight years old and went along had a go and then fell in love with the game obviously and and haven't stopped since right on Sweet. so how, how was the minor ball system like growing up there was it like pretty good was it uh back then yeah back then it was really good there was a lot of obviously a lot of numbers and a, a lot of teams and uh, we always had competition. Um, as for now, it's a long life of what I've been hearing on Nodula's podcast and, uh, and a few other people I've been talking to. It's just the numbers are getting lower and, and my kids have started playing, but the competition's nowhere near uh, what I had when I was growing up. So I guess yeah. I was lucky in, in that sense, but it's quite sad to see yeah, what my kids are growing up with now. Yeah, it's too bad. So it's not just here. It's there as well, all around the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's everywhere. I guess the only only one I really see is New Zealand seems to do it really well still. And and I think you know, I was talking to a couple of boys over there, they still have good numbers, okay. which is oh yeah, in one it's good to see that they're still doing well. But Australia's not not so great at the moment. That's too bad. Huh. Oh, so tell us about playing uh, for your home state ACT in in two thousand as a as a fifteen year old. Uh, we're only a little, a very little state in Australia, but um, so there's there's not huge numbers anyway. But um, I, yeah, they were, they, I sort of put my name down. And, yeah, I didn't really know if anything was. I didn't expect to go or play with with the men's team, but um, I, I, they sort of. Yeah, I was very lucky that they they took me along and um, obviously learn a lot when you're that young and yeah. don't really have much. Well, you have a little bit of idea about the game, but. Just how much you learn around being older people and people who know the game a lot more than you was was probably one of the best things I did. Didn't play a whole lot, but just good to be around people who knew the game a lot more than yeah. myself at that time. Yeah, that that would be crazy as a fifteen. Who uh, yes. who at that time like what have you been looking up to? Uh, so, uh, Mike Aaron, the Australian catcher, was there at the time. Uh, his dad was a coach who was also the national team coach at that time, and then. Uh, good friends that are a few years older than me, like Jeff Goulagong and Michael Tanner, who, who also played for the national team for a long time. And just to be around those guys at that age was, was something special. And I learned a lot, of, a lot of those guys, and yeah, did for, did so for like many years after that as well. Awesome. So the following year, uh, you'd make your Aussie Steelers debut. What was the what was that feeling like? <laughs> um, nerves, I guess. A lot of nerves. Uh, <laughs> I think I was, I was 17. Uh, we went to New Zealand. So I just remember going to New Zealand. I, uh, the coach had already talked to me and sort of let me know. He goes, well, you might not see a whole lot of game time, but we want to come bring you over the experience. I'd just come off the um, the Junior Worlds in Sydney and, I, and we'd won that. So I was, thought I was doing pretty good. Um, rocked up and played against this bunch of giants called the Black Sox and I was terrified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember 
I think <laughs> I think I the first first time they brought me into I think the first or the second game in about the fifth inning. And I was that nervous. I remember um, I was pitching to, to Donny Hale, who's actually one of my good friends now. But I remember I was that nervous. I couldn't throw the ball anywhere where I wanted to. I actually accidentally hit Donny right in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember one of their coaches come out and said, gave me a mouthful. And softball was a little bit different back then. Yeah. They played the game more hard than I ever knew. And uh, yeah, he told me what he was going to do to me. And, <laughs> and I was terrified. But um, <laughs> I learned a lot there. And, <laughs> and and things got a little bit easier right, as I got a little bit older. But it was just be around at softball and see how good those guys were. It was, it was something I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah for sure. Now, you, you talked about the, winning the gold medal at the ISF Junior Men's World Championships, and you did that on home soil. Yeah. Uh, maybe tell us about that experience and, and what it was like to win at home. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I've got a memory like a goldfish, but <laughs> I, I just remember... I remember it. Um, we 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 got an easy run through the tournament. I think our coaches had us so well prepared, and um, we, were, we were quite lucky in the fact that we had a lot of pitchers who were who were very good. So the one thing I remember was we didn't have to. I didn't have to pitch a whole lot during the round robin games, and then um, yeah, sort of really fresh and went into the finals. But yeah. we had a a great team. I, I think we went undefeated through the. We did go undefeated through the whole tournament. Um, and just to do so, that on home soil, I mean, we just the amount of support we had at the stadium every night was was pretty unreal for for a sixteen year old kid who'd who sort of just played park softball and, yeah. and nothing too big, and then you got thousands of people there supporting you was was unbelievable and just yeah grateful for that experience. Amazing. Yeah, I think. Uh... Izzy, uh, Joel Eisner that plays with us here, he would have been playing with Team Canada at that yeah, time. That's right. he, he, yeah. He, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, Meathead. Actually, cool. <laughs> actually, uh, I want to rewind a bit. When did you start pitching right away yeah. when you started, uh, like, when you started ball? Or did you gradually pr- progress into it? Um, I think I progressed into it. I did a, a little bit, but I was actually, I used to love playing shortstop. I <laughs> mean, uh, so, someone that had an idea said, you're never going to make it being a left-hander. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I got told pretty early on that you, you ain't going to play shortstop. And then I think from probably about 11 or 12, I started getting into it pretty good. And, and real, I just, I think I really pitched a lot because I, I worked at how to throw strikes a lot. And then, as you look young kids, you don't want to watch everyone just get walked. So right. I did throw strikes. So I did that and then, yeah, obviously progressed and realized what I could do with the ball a little bit more and enjoyed it. So from then on, I put a lot more work into it. Awesome. Now I want to talk about the 2004 ISF Men's Championships in uh, New Zealand. You were a 19-year-old. Like, that must have been pretty cool, especially winning yeah. a bronze, bronze medal at, at that young of an age. Yeah, that was – I remember that well, though. It was more, um, I was just a kid playing against legends who I sort of just learned about. Um, I guess before that, I'd, I'd only really learned about uh, ISC softball and, and the Black Sox probably around 2000 and, and started watching and reading up on all these guys' names and who they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I sort of, you go along and I obviously trained really hard and 
and I was happy to make the team. And then I'd, I'd played one ISCs before that and, and sort of seen, like, realized that's Colin Abbott, Dean Holine, all those guys, and all the Black Box guys. And just to be there, I was quite excited. And we started doing okay during the tournament. I guess you, yeah, you realize you can actually sort of hang with these guys and play it a little bit, which is more encouraging and to, uh, yeah to walk away with Australia's first medal at a, at a world championships was exciting for the team and I think that group of guys we had were so young we realised that there was going to be some good times ahead for our team which yeah. was, was yeah, a really good experience yeah so the ISC you talked about the ISCs there did you play the year before you played with Calgary in, in 2004 yeah, I played with the uh, Owen Sound back then had um, two teams. They had oh, okay. Owen Sound Selects, which were, I guess, uh, were the big dogs. And then they had a, another team called Owen Sound Crunch. And I got picked up to play with them. So I was, my, our, our Australian head coach was from uh, a little town in in um, Ontario called Milverton, just outside of Stratford. Mm-hmm. And um, he'd organised me to organized for me to go over to Milverton to play just sort of some get some more gangs in and and I'd heard about this IC stuff I thought oh, I want to try and get over there and see what it's like and then I went over and played club softball with Milverton and then uh, yeah Owen Sound got a hold of me and I ended up playing yeah in the second team with them so it was yeah one of the best things I could ever ever do and yeah. I think that year I ended up playing something like I was playing club softball and then with Owen Sound I got and then we had a national team too. I think I got near like 150 games that season. Jesus. Wow. That, that was, you just, yeah, just, I just learned so much from, from some good people over there that helped me out. And just playing that much games against good caliber softball was was something that yeah, helped drive me. And then, yeah, you just learn a lot as well playing so much softball. Yeah, for sure. So I guess the like the following year with, with Calgary, you, you, be on your first all-world selection, first of many, and finish third. Uh, what do you remember about that that ISEs? Um, quite a bit. I remember playing with a guy called Pete Pacelli, who I <laughs> all I knew about him was I'd seen the fast pitch movies. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what am I walking into here? But yeah. yeah, he was actually he was really good to myself. <laughs> Um, I mean, you hear some funny, well, different stories, but he he treated me well, and then I played with a lot of great players and guys like David Boys and Boomer Brush, who are legends of the game. But uh, I had Witty with me that year pitching, so I had yeah, Witty was a great help to me as well. So we had a, a good pitching staff, and I just that was when I sort of realised that I could compete with the best players in the world. Um, I was still very young, but. I, I see what it had. Well, I see what it took, and then I just wanted to make that next step. But competing against um, good teams week in week out was was something I needed to get used to, and and learning how to win tournaments every weekend, and that was sort of the first step, I guess, of playing and and learning how to compete every weekend. Was it uh, was it difficult for you to uh, make the decision to leave Australia to come to North America? And how was that for your family? Um, not, not really. Because I guess I was, I'd always wanted to do it. I was young. I, I didn't really. I just had mum and dad at home, so yeah. I was sort of yeah. I, I wanted to get get out there and get into it. I was nice. yeah. I sort of wasn't too hard. I, I think it's harder now with with kids. Right. Yeah. Oh um, God, yeah. Back then, it was just 
looked it up and then, uh, yeah, and then obviously met Renee and she'd come over a few times and I've been very lucky with the teams I've played with us sort of brought her over and helped make things easier that way. And, oh, that's good. and I guess the season's a lot shorter these days. And back then I was over there from, you know, May until the end of September, whereas now we're sort of in and out in sort of six or seven weeks, right. which right. which makes things easier. But yeah. 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 I, I was just, yeah, all for it. And I loved, yeah, loved every bit of it back then and I still love it now, but it's just a little bit harder now with the family. For sure. Yeah. So after after two thousand uh, two thousand four season, you joined uh, County Materials out of Marathon, Wisconsin, uh, where you'd win back to back ISC World Titles in oh five and oh six. Tell us about winning that first one. That must have been pretty special. Yeah, that was um, yeah, just something that was unbelievable, and I, I didn't think it happened that quick for me. Uh, I was just turned twenty, and and you're playing alongside. I talk about those laptops guys and. Um, Oh, yeah, I can't thank those guys enough. I thought joining, we didn't know how it'd be. I think our our team back then was, um, I think we had five Black Sox players and four Aussies. And oh, wow. Normally those guys don't get along with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but they were, they were. I mean, it was Jared Martin, Thomas Markey, and Donny Hale, all those guys. Wow. They, um, I was, uh, oh, I don't know how this is going to go and how they're going to be, but they were just, so good. They were some of the best teammates I've had. They, yeah. they taught every, anything they knew. They were happy to share and pass on to you, which was something I never thought would happen. I thought they'd sort of try and keep themselves, don't know, play as a team, but not share too much. But yeah. the amount of things I learned from those two years was just, yeah. I mean, stuff you still you're teaching your own younger kids now, and, and that, I learned that from those guys and, and being around them every weekend. And we live with them. We all live together, and we train together. And, yeah, it was just an experience I'll never forget. And then obviously just just watching how they go about playing softball and and what, how they get themselves prepared. And then yeah, it was some some great times. And we're lucky, to obviously, to win two in a row. And then we had, I mean, not only that, just off the field as well. We were, there was every, every night there was sort of a golf tournament or a darts or something. It was it was just enjoyable to be around. Nice. That's all. incredible. Like, how do all of you guys end up in Marathon, Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> Got on the wrong bus somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually seen the um, county material sponsor last year. Several times came down and oh, nice. we're having a chat about yeah how yeah. we used to all live in in a town. I think well, might have had eight hundred people there. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was strange, but it was kind of cool too. The yeah. whole town sort of knew us, and we get along. We were, we'd be at barbecues at different people's houses every every night of the week because they just looked after us well, and and we got along with everyone. So it was quite a unique experience. Wow, fantastic! So they they say repeating is always tough. Is, is the toughest thing to do? Was that true in two thousand six? Sorry, what was that? Like repeating as as champions. I was just wondering if if, if oh, yeah, that was yeah. true in two thousand six. Yeah, it was. Um, everyone's obviously after you once you've won it. Yeah, exactly. Took us yeah. a while. I remember broken bow. Broken bow were was a chance for a long time, and then I was lucky enough the year we joined town who won it, and then yeah, every I remember. I think the first. First game of the next year, we I, I think we lost three three games straight away in that tournament. Was out in you know Claire, um, oh, wow. and yeah, I think the whole team sort of <laughs> realised this ain't going to be easy. Yeah. And 
and, uh, and at the ISC. I think we dropped a game to uh, Kitchener Riverstone somewhere back then, and, and we had to come back through the losers bracket. But um, yeah, even to do that, come back through that way and win it was was again special. Where in the first year we I think we went straight through and beat the Farm Tavern in the final in you know next innings game. Nice. Any uh, any good celebration stories from those? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's quite a lot actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's the same as anyone in the wing tournament. Kiwis and Aussies like to have a good time, so we uh, yeah we party for the next few days pretty pretty hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was good. We just, we just obviously enjoy yourselves, and, and most of the guys had family out there. So I think we we hired out the restaurant we'd been going to all week, and they sort of put on a do for us, and we yeah, enjoyed ourselves long into the night. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, talking about celebrations, uh, two thousand nine, you guys captured the gold medal ISF men's world championships in Saskatoon. Tell us how special that was, not, not only for you, but for the entire country. Yeah. I think I touched on it before that after 2004, we knew, we knew we had a good team going. Um, and then by 2009, we're all a lot older. Uh, we had, we had a lot of guys by 2009 playing IC softball, I think, which helps you a lot. Cause you see a lot more, a lot, a lot difficult um, competition, I guess. Every every weekend, instead of um, being in Australia, we never used to get over there. Um, but we started getting over there a lot more, and, and when guys are seeing that sort of pitching and that competition every weekend, when you get to the World Series, it it makes things a little bit easier. Um, it also helps. We had a guy called Adam. He throws the case. So, uh, <laughs> I haven't, that, heard, that, of, haven't that, heard of him. Who, who's that, he? <laughs> You might hear him later on. He goes like that. But he had a great week that week. And, yeah. and like, yeah, we just had, we had everything fall in place. And, you know, a left-handed and a right-handed pitching combination helps. And and the, and the amount of, yeah, at-bats our guys that had off all the pitches just just helped so much more. And, yeah, obviously, yeah, we, we had a great week that week. And it was something I don't think any of us will forget. And, Something I don't think Australia thought was going to be possible for a long time, and yeah, to do it, but it was, was yeah, something we'll never forget. Yeah, no doubt. You talked about Adam there. It, pretty crazy that like he allowed one hit in two games against New Zealand, in those those two games. There, like that's an unreal. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that'll ever get done again. Just, just what he. And then, uh, uh, not only them, but that lineup at this time, they were some of the best players in the world for and, and, and ever. Um, the way he threw, how hard he threw back then, and, and just the control he had, those, especially those two games, was, mm. it was just good to sit back and watch. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah, it was, yeah he, was, he was unreal that week, and he deserves every every bit of credit he gets. Now you guys were you guys were immediately inducted into the softball hall of fame in in Australia. Is is that correct? Uh, yeah, they inducted the team. They inducted yeah. our team straight into the hall of fame. I think the next year, which was was odd, but obviously, yeah, something to cherish. And yeah, it's, uh, very nice of softball Australia to do that for yeah. us. So, yeah, it was, I mean, that was another good night we had. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, you don't you don't see that. Too often, like no, anywhere, not so quick. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, like that's amazing. No, yeah, not so quick. It was it was yeah, kind of different, but 
Yeah, we'll take it. Oh, 100%. Now, I want to touch about uh, your league down in Australia and playing with the ACT 8 or 9ers. Uh, what's what's the competition yeah. like like in that league? How, how's that compared to here in North America? Um, um, I guess the, the league itself, is, it's only got three teams. So um, there's only myself. I pitch on one team. Uh, Adam Polka pitches on the other team. And then... A junior Australian guy pitches in the third team. So what we we don't have a lot of teams, but we see good pitching every weekend. Yeah. So the comp the competition is quite strong, and and a lot of, there's a lot of good players in the league. It's just small. So every every third weekend you play in a doubleheader, which is good. We get a lot of softball in, but mm. uh, it's just like we talked about it before. I guess the numbers in in yeah. softball aren't huge, and because we're in such a little state. Um, it's even smaller, and that's the reason for, for the three teams, I guess. Okay, so d- do you guys have like a like a national competition though? That- no, there's no. Oh, there's just the national championships. So um, out of those three teams, we pick a team to represent ACT, obviously, and there for one week every year. I guess like the Canadian nationals, right. um, we go go away and, and play national championships in January every year, but. Um, wow. Yeah, we've been lucky to have success for, for yeah, quite a while. I'd say. Yeah, you guys, have won, um, you've won 12 of the last 15 championships, is that correct? Yeah, so I guess something like that. I know we've got <laughs> a couple scattered in there, but yeah, it obviously helps with the pitching we have here. And then yeah. um, we've got a few Australian players who are, who are good hitters and, and young kids who are willing to learn. So mm. we can sort of drive that culture through and... and with Adam and myself helping a little bit, they they learn quickly and they see good pitching here every weekend. So when we get to nationals, they're not surprised by anything. Yeah, that well, f- facing you and Adam, I mean, that's yeah, it's like two national team members. Right yeah, there, pitchers. <laughs> that, that's yeah. great, great to see before we go. Before <laughs> yeah. that's amazing, actually. Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how how like the how special is it to win the the John Reed Shield down there? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we've been fortunate enough to, to win it quite a bit, but every time you win it is, is, a, is a great experience, and, and especially you've always, you normally we're trying to bring young kids through, as I spoke about before, and, and just to see them win it now is it's, it's really cool. And then uh, you remember when we first won it, when we were kids trying to do it, it was, right. it was yeah, some, some good times. And because we're such a small state, it, most of the guys here are all the guys we hang out together with every day outside of softball. So we're quite a tight knit group, and and we have a, a lot of fun together. And then to get to do something like that, win a national championship with your with your best mates is is yeah something yeah. We're, we're really lucky to do. Fantastic, absolutely. Now I want to talk about the uh, the 2013 ISF World Championships. You guys won bronze in that one. Imagine that must have been a little disappointing, considering you guys were defending champs going in. Yeah, we are. Uh, we actually quite often talk about that. Me and one of my good friends, Jeff Bulls, on was on that team. Obviously, we um, we we had the team to do it again. We just didn't. We didn't produce the runs that we normally do, and. And, and me and Adam probably didn't pitch as well as we would have liked, but I could say that too. But um, mm-hmm. to win a medal at a world championship is great, but that was really our year to, to try and get another one, um, especially in New Zealand. Um, yeah, I mean, that competition and rivalry against would have been nice to do 
to win one over there, but they were they were too good that that year as well. I mean, they're one of the greatest teams to ever play play the game, and and they got us they got us that time. But um, yeah, it's still a memorable championship. But uh, yeah, so probably an opportunity missed. I'd say. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now on the World Series, do you think like the the field is getting more wide open now as to to who can win? You know, with the Czech Republic and Argentina and them coming along. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I just think that's a good thing for softball. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Sure. The, amount of, the amount, the amount of teams now that can compete at, at that high level. They used to always be New Zealand, Canada, and Australia lately, and then, but now you've got the Japanese, Venezuela, yeah, the Argentinians. See what they're doing and how good they're going at the sport now. It's just it's so good to, to see in men's softball, and um, I think it's going to get stronger. Yeah, for sure. Uh, talking about Japan, uh, tell us about playing over in Japan for a number of years. H- how's that experience? Um, it's unique. Something something very different to to softball anywhere else in the world. I think, um, especially the amount of hours you have to train and and do things within the softball sort of thing. It's, it's very different, and um, I've seen, yeah, seen a few players who don't really like it, but. If you yeah, if you can understand the way they they go about things, um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, they're some of the most yeah genuine and caring human beings in the world. Uh, I've got nothing bad to say about that country. They just they've treated me so well over the years, but you've kind of got to try and fit into their culture as well. Right. So, and that's sort of the training training. Uh, it's four or five hours a day every day. And then games. You're if you've got you normally have a nine a.m. game, so you're you're at the ballpark at six a.m. warming up. Yeah, and just getting used to things like that is is very different for some people. And even myself, I still <laughs> the six a.m. wake up call to go to softball just still baffles me why we do. I yeah, it's part of it. It's part of their culture and how they do it. So join in and, and, and be part of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've had a couple of girls from the Canadian uh, women's national team on here and, and a couple of them have gone over there and played and they said the same thing. Like they're, as far as their training goes, like they, they'd practice for six to seven hours a day and they just said like, it's totally different than, than over here in North America or, or Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. I, do, I just, yeah. I mean, I think that's one reason why. Oh, to me, they're the best builders in the world because of how many, how many ground balls and how many things they do mm. out on the field every single day. But there's also, yeah, I think a lot of things get dragged out. Where I think we're a lot more productive in our in our time out in the diamond, where they'll drag things out. But right. the amount of practice they put into some of their things pays off. Mm. Now, do they play like a? Like, I asked this to one of the a couple of the girls on here. Do they play like a, a small game over there as far as like you know bunning, slap bunning? Yeah, I, I think they're kind of moving away from it a little bit. Um, they're still other teams got. I mean, they're so quick and small and fast, but mm. a, a few of them still do it a lot. But I, I think they're they're trying to hit the ball a little bit more now. Uh, from from or from the men's side of the game, right. um, they're hitting, they're swinging at a lot more pitches, and then there's obviously the sort of three or four guys you got to be careful because you know they're, they're that quick that they're going to drop it at any time. But um, yeah, I would, I would say they're moving away from that a little bit. But you, yeah, they still steal a lot of bases and, and so quick out there. 
Right. Now, was Nick Norton over there with you as well? Uh, he was. He's finished up now. But yeah. um, he was there for five years with me. Uh, that was good. It's good to have someone, I guess you can speak English to. Right. Uh, um, yeah, that was that was, that was helpful. Um, the only other person over there was Donnie Hale. He's, he's still over there, but he's on a different team. So we would, we would catch up a lot whenever we could, just to, even just to talk English for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, Nick was there for a while, which, yeah, it, it just helped out having someone else familiar around you. Oh, no doubt. Now, I want to talk about the, the New York Gremlins. Uh, give us your thoughts on the the, or, the organization from the top down and how well it's run. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I've just been very fortunate to be part of it first. Uh, from Greg Lather, the head coach, to, to our sponsors, to all the teammates, um, they're just very professional and, and just good people to be around. Um, they'll do, do anything to, to help you and your family out and make you feel comfortable over there. And then uh, they they always they com, com, compete so well. They they want to win. Um, and just for us to, to finally get that victory, I was just more happy for for the owners and the sponsors and the head coaches than than anyone else. It was yeah something they they definitely deserved. Yeah. So tell us about that 2018 victory. That must have been, you know, pretty special for the organization, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, as I just said, it was just so special. And it something took us a long time because uh, we tried and tried and tried, but obviously there'd be teams that were better for us. So we brought in a few guys and, and it all seemed to click. Um, I don't think the final wasn't a great final, but it was kind of, kind of good for us because we had to leave by a fair bit and just we sort of could enjoy the enjoy the last few innings of the game and and yeah just be very happy for for, the, for everyone involved in the, yeah. you know win. yeah now were the uh like the uh i guess who was it like the like chicago new york that you played with in 2011 and so on was that the the same yeah. group of guys like was that the same group of guys all the way through no, uh, no, no. That was uh, a different guy who, I'm not sure, yeah, I'm not really, there were some things that happened there, there bills and things that didn't get sorted out, so oh, okay. I guess there was probably three or four of us that split up, uh, like Greg Leather and Bart and Matiosi, and we, um, and then a couple other guys, Nick Mullins, I think we were, uh, went with, uh, Gremlins were a modified team. Oh, okay. Quite modified in New York and Pennsylvania, I guess. And Greg knew our main sponsor through that and right. started up our own stuff. And then, yeah, and that was in 2012. Greg sort of started all that up because things didn't work out the year okay. before. And, um, uh, yeah, and it's obviously got a, a great team running now and he puts in a lot of work for us. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of the 2018-2019 the where you guys won back-to-back, you also took home most outstanding pitcher in both. I, you're like a fine wine that gets better with age. Uh, mm-hmm. What was going? What's going on there? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, so, I don't know what happened there, but um, I, I, I actually I've um, started pitching to Nick Mullins a lot more and just – 
uh, got a good chemistry with it with the catcher. He, I think, he knows what I want to throw and calls everything. And I think we're along the same lines all the time, and and we work really well together. I think he's just helped my helped my pitching out a lot. That's nothing to to knock anyone else who, who's gone yeah. before that. But um, we just yeah, we're lucky enough. That we also have Brian Avery there, who's brilliant behind the plate. So mm. I, I think I was lucky to pitch to two good catchers who have helped me out. Probably sort of yeah, I guess prolonged my career. They they know what I want to throw and they call call exactly what I need and. And yeah, it must be working, I guess. Yeah, it's it's always great when you can have a, a catcher behind the dish that uh, that that you're in harmony with, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it just makes uh, cuts out the the doubt, and you're a lot more confident in what you're going to throw. Yeah, mm, for sure. The quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, are you uh, are, are you going for the three peat if you're able to to play next season? <laughs> uh, definitely, if we're able to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a shame with what's happened. Um, hopefully, hopefully we can get back over there and and, and start or yeah, try and go for the three feet as you said. But yeah, I'll just sort of we got to yeah see what happens with this crazy COVID stuff and and hopefully everything clears up. I guess. Yeah, touching on that is uh, how is COVID in uh, in Australia right now? Like, not how is it? Oh, he's a good guy, but how is it? Like, is it all fucked up? <laughs> 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 uh, no, we're pretty good actually. <laughs> a lot better than America right now. Anyway. Oh yeah, well America's just a fucking mess. But <laughs> yeah, Canada, Canada, our, uh, our numbers are climbing, but we're still doing okay. Are they? Yeah, uh, we, I think we, apart from sort of Sydney, which is the biggest city in Australia, there's not many cases at all in the country. Oh, nice. That's really good to uh, hear. Yeah, we've con- they've contained it really well, and they've been really strict for sort of six months. But yeah. now it's uh, yeah, we're sort of on the up, and we're sort of lost, yeah, almost back to normal anyway. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because we're really hoping that uh, you know if everybody keeps social distancing and all that good stuff, that we'll be able to get back to the ball season next summer because it was terrible not having it this year. Well, we didn't have it till August, I guess, but we weren't yeah. able to travel outside of our province. But uh, yeah, I miss it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I hope, yeah, hopefully, we can all get back to. Yeah, for sure, man. Finally. Yeah. So before we get on to uh, player association thing that we do on here, I, I got to ask you: Who are some of the toughest batters that you faced in your career? Well, he hasn't faced. Oh, you. there's quite a few. Uh, there's a prick called Nick Shales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is such a perk. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> uh, there's uh, obviously yeah, um Brad Rona uh, from New Zealand. Obviously, I had a lot of troubles with him. Um, one of Shales' teammates, uh, Bradley Ezekiel. Yeah. He's okay as well. Mm. Um, yeah, just I guess you always have those guys on, on a couple of teams that you just would struggle with, or just just can't get them out all the time. So, yeah, right. Yeah, there's three. I, I mean, there's there's probably a lot more. Um, yeah, I pitched to quite a few hitters. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's three guys that have always uh, yes had to work really hard at to try and get them out somehow. Yeah, for sure. So. On to the player association. That's the thing we do on here for every guest. We're all name a name, and and you can say as much as you want or as little as you want about them. So, uh, the <laughs> all right. first one I have on the list is Jared Martin. Oh, Jesus! Uh, probably 
one of the, well, definitely one of the best teammates I've had, and um, I think I touched on it before. He just taught me so much when when I was I was a kid. He he was happy to share information and, and what he knew about the game, and and taught me so much. And I was just yeah, for that that experience to play with him was something special, and and I still yeah talk to him to this day quite often about normally more about rugby or who beat who in, in the sport now, but um, yeah, still a good friend, and I was. Just, yeah, glad I could be his teammate. Right on. Yeah, actually, he's he's coming on the podcast in a few weeks. If you got any dirt on him, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you, you can actually text <laughs> us if you want. <laughs> ask, ask, ask Jasmine about uh, about what he does before every Okay, perfect. Will do. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> next yeah, on the list. Yeah, his name's oh. Got to him quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so next on the list is uh, Patty Shannon. Yeah, um, Patty, uh, loudmouth. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> the best part of the show. He definitely let you know if you didn't hit a spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's yeah, I guess I was fortunate enough to be in that kind of material team, playing with some people who have been brilliant at this game, and yeah, he just he knew exactly how to call the game, how to control the game, and then. I've just never seen someone catch take take such a hiding from behind the plate and then go out to bat and hit a home run. Now the second time he was at bat too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of nice to have on your team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. The uh, next one is uh, Greg Leather. Yeah, Leather. Uh, never seen someone love steak as much as Leather does. <laughs> 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 you're going to dinner with, if you're going to dinner with Leather you're going out for steak he's he's uh, yeah just he he runs the Gremlins obviously he's yeah. taken care of me for nearly 10 years now and, and we'll do anything for myself I'm just one of the best people I have in this game that I've, I've been lucky to come across and yeah, hopefully we've still got a, a few more years left in us together. But yeah. he's um yeah, definitely someone this this game is great that he's around and then he looks after us so well. Awesome. Uh Bradley Ezekiel. I almost said Ezekiel. I get You can trouble. say whatever you want, it's your podcast. Bradley Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I've shot it before now. This is just he's one of the best hitters in the game right now. Uh, he just doesn't swing at shit. Normally, you can normally you can get caught up to chase something, but I was I think straight back over my head when I pitched it. Um, not only that, he's a great guy. Always happy to have a chat. Nothing awesome going. Um, yeah, great to compete over the years. I only played one season. To, uh, Awesome. It's pretty cool to see what he does with the diamond and being on his team for once instead of coming and hiding from him every weekend. <laughs> All right, the uh, next one is uh, we talked about a little bit the uh, Nick Shales. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Much the same as Bradley. He's been hiding with him. No, I actually came, we, me and Chelsea passed across um, very early when we were under 16. So I was, we were obviously playing for ACT. And Nick was from New South Wales, but for some strange reason, his state didn't select him. So we ended up um, 
pick and nick up and, and we end up winning the nationals as, as juniors together. And oh, suck it. That was pretty cool experience. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of cool. And then I was in a great memories together winning world championships and, and playing a lot of games for our country together, which is which has been yeah, unreal. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, I guess everyone's seen what kind of ball players turned out to be. Uh, and just yeah, one of the best hitters in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And last on the list is Adam Folkart. <laughs> oh, hello. Is he still on the phone? Hello, hello. <laughs> still there? <laughs> Fucking COVID. Man, you fucked up. Dude, call him back, maybe? Fucking Trump just blew up Australia. <laughs> Are you talking? <laughs> hey, you guys there? <laughs> hey, Andrew, we're going to have to start read from the very beginning. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but uh, yeah, we lost you. So, but, but in the meantime, before you get on to Adam, uh, Nick just sent us a text and said, ask Cheese about the jersey and pant incident in Japan. Jersey and pant incident in Japan? He's probably fucking with us, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I can't remember. I remember a jersey incident in New Zealand, and I, I forgot my jersey uh, two days in a row. Oh. The Australian team and the manager had like thirty-five minutes drive back to the hotel. Oh, maybe that's I what wasn't it is. good books there, but I can't remember the jersey and pants in Japan. Okay, we'll have to oh, ask okay. him. We'll <laughs> yeah, you have to ask him. Yeah, so, probably making shit up anyway. Anyway, we'll we'll go back to where we lost yet, and uh, we'll ask you about Adam Falkert again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I was saying he's um, obviously he, we're really good mates. Uh, we we both we live about five ten minutes um, away from each other. We oh, we got the same same group of friends and hang out all the time together, but. Um, what he's done on on the field is just unbelievable. We talked about those games in 2009 that he threw was was just so good to watch. And then um, I think Adam Adam makes it harder for me to to make the make the team at, at a, a national championship and trying to win the national championships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you the, see the good thing with you you though you you get. You can hit as well, so you get to play first base or DP. So yeah. <laughs> you got that in your, up your, in guess, your back yeah, pocket. I, I had to find something else to do because I knew he was around. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not Nick that's the prick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got, a, I got a funny story about Adam. Uh, I got to play against him at the AAUs in 2010 down in Florida. And uh, yep. And uh, him and I were going head-to-head pitching and – he was playing I think he was playing with might have been a team from Dominican that you know picked him up it was like a a couple other guys as well but uh, anyway uh, we were playing and and we obviously we didn't get a hit off him the entire game but somebody in the fourth inning on our team uh, uh, fouled one off back to the backstop and the whole crowd cheered (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I I know exactly how you guys feel (laughs) yeah no, I thought that was a pretty funny. Anyway, anyway, cheese. Thanks you uh, for coming on. Uh, really appreciate this because uh, you know I've been, I've been following your career for for quite a while now, and and to have you come on the podcast is is awesome for us. Yeah, it's huge for our podcast uh, for sure. I, 
I, I appreciate it, guys, and, and thank you for what, what you're doing for our game. And uh, we, I've definitely been listening to a lot of the episodes. Nice. Just appreciate what you're both doing. So thank you. Oh, that's great. That's great to hear. Thank All you. Right, well, uh, well, best of luck in the in the season coming up. You're getting started there, and uh, you know, ho- hope you bring home another title. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. All, All right. right, take care, cheese. Take care, cheese. <laughs> yeah, you too. Bye bye. Awesome, man. Awesome. I love cheese. Yeah. I'm going home and having a whole bucket full of cheese. Let's have some cheese. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we had that little uh, little cop out there for a sec. Yeah, but, that was uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. You should have paid your fucking phone bill, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, right? Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Him and Adam live like... Yeah, that's like having... I was trying to think, like, Michael Jordan and LeBron James are next door neighbors. Yeah. Like, well, actually, I don't want to say LeBron, but anyway, yeah. you know what I mean. But that's crazy. Like, from the past, fast pitch world, like, that's... Yeah. Unreal. How can two of the best in the world be two doors down? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. Anyway, it's pretty yeah. awesome for sure. Yeah. It's kind of sad to hear that uh, the state of ball in Australia, even theirs, mm. it's, it's not the greatest, but uh, mm. fuck. But also, also good to hear New Zealand's thriving though. It is. Yeah. But he did say competition in the world is getting better. So mm. maybe, maybe it'll pick up more. I don't know. It's yeah. good. It's good. Anyway, he was a great guy to have on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And you know what I really like is the fact that he says he listens to our podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. In Australia. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Australia, mate. Down under. Yeah. The dingo <laughs> ate my baby. Yeah. So anyway, we, uh, oh, back to uh, touch on the poker tournament again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We Go got, ahead. Uh, fire away. Everybody, poker tournament. Poker tournament. East Ants Mastodon. Sponsored by Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, I to gotta find the, the well, it's, info it, on it. Well, it's December the 5th at 8 p.m. Yes. It's a $30 buy-in. Is it? Yeah, you get as many binds as you want in the first hour. Oh, there we go. You get yeah. one add-on after the first hour. Yeah, and you can register at cool.bet slash dons, and that's with a big D. Big D. Big D. Like Archie. Cool.bet slash dons, and uh, look for the poker room Mastodons, and the password is dons, all lowercase, 2021. So get in. It's going to be a big pot. It should be a lot of fun. I played... Uh, I played two or three, uh, three with the uh, the cool bat hitman over in Newfoundland there Boo. when COVID start hit. Boo! <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's a it's a fun tournament. I, I won a little bit of money and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's freaking good time. Yeah, that's wicked. You know, yeah. one thing I fuck I forgot to ask because right we just spoke with Andrew Kirkpatrick and it's tomorrow where he's at. Yeah, it's Sunday. We should have asked him what happened tomorrow, and then we would have told fucking, we could have bet on something. Is <laughs> that how it works? Yeah, I saw we... it on Family Guy one time. <laughs> Damn, we should have. Shit, motherfucker. Oh, shit. Anyway. All right, man. Hope uh, everybody has a good week. Uh, so until next Monday. Stay safe. Stay safe, and we'll see you later. Thank you, guys. But I don't trust the soul People pulling on my strings like it's a puppet show For anybody I don't know, leave me the fuck alone Cause I ain't comfortable to be in crowds like a buffalo Way Looking at your picture like what's real or not Too many filters on your face, baby, peel it off Always gotta take a smell of what that dealer brought They say it's skunk marijuana when it's bunk marijuana We don't 
Jump when you wanna, best believe it, leave it They'll break bread with you, then double cross you like Jesus Oh, we used to say, don't believe it till you see it But nowadays, even seeing it, don't guarantee it I don't trust Cause I've been had a couple times, I'ma say it first My ex-girl cheated on me, I was out the door My next girl had to prove that she was out for more Wait, you talk a lot of game, but we just don't believe you You need to tighten up your lips, baby, do some kegels I ain't your boy, I ain't your friend, you need to tell your people I don't associate